Greetings and salutations. This is Volts for January 6th, 2023. Cute pictures of my pets and also a fundraiser. I'm your host, David Roberts. A note here at the outset of this post, those of you who are receiving it as a podcast are not going to be able to see the cute pictures of my pets. So I strongly encourage you to head on over to volts.wtf so you can get the full visual. So, Volts was born on December 7th, 2020. It recently turned two years old, and I forgot to wish it a happy birthday. I also forgot to send out my once-a-year fundraising note. However, better late than never. A lot has changed since Volts turned one. For one thing, lots of new subscribers have come on board, and most of them have not heard my basic pitch about what Volts is and what I'm trying to do with it. So I'd like to share some thoughts on that subject, and then take a look back over the last year and a look ahead to 2023. And yes, I'm going to ask you for money. I hope you will get something out of this post, and I hope you will consider becoming a paid subscriber. When I started Volts, I was pursuing a vision that I wasn't even sure was possible. But I was coming up on 50 years old, and if I wasn't going to try it then, I was never going to try it. The vision was simple. I want to do the best work I can without interference, and I want to be paid for it by people who find it valuable. I want nothing between me and the audience. No ads, no sponsors, no employers, no institutional backers, no incentives other than to do the best work possible. Just me and you. As several people have, with some exasperation, reminded me over the previous two years, running volts the way I do leaves a lot of money on the table. I could monetize it, and yes, that is the term everyone likes to use, monetize it by taking ads or sponsorships, by seeking institutional funding, by putting more content behind a paywall, and by pestering my audience more often with fundraising appeals and special limited-time offers. But I just don't want to do any of that stuff. This may sound pompous, but my highest aspiration is not to make the most money possible. It is to be as useful as possible to my fellow human beings. I am not the kind of person who does things, who makes things happen. I don't start companies or organize protests or develop technologies. I am the kind of person who observes and thinks about and analyzes things. The way I can be most useful is to arm the people who do make things happen with good information. I can help them be more useful. So I don't wanna put content behind a paywall. I want as many people as possible to have access to it. The people who pay for Volts do so not because they receive any extra content or join any exclusive club, but because they believe the work is valuable and worth supporting, that it is useful. And those people, my paid subscribers, represent my sole source of income. The only way I can afford a computer food on my plate, and the occasional kidney removal. 
Financially speaking, this is a daft way to run a railroad, but as long as I am able to do so, I am going to keep things this way. I have built us a little bubble here, sheltered from the storms that batter the rest of the media world, sheltered from the pressure to produce clickbait and juice traffic, and sheltered from the compromises that inevitably come from being employed by large media corporations. At heart, I am a true member of Gen X. As silly as it may sound, in this day and age, I am still trying not to sell out. Anyway, Volts is a dream come true, and as long as I can make it work, I'm going to keep doing it. The more paid subscribers I have, the more confident I'll be in the long-term stability of this enterprise, and the more I can invest into it, and the better it will get. So, if you have learned from or been entertained by my podcasts over the past year, if they have helped you become more useful, and if you are in a financial position to do so, I hope you will consider signing up as a paid subscriber. It is a relatively modest sum. You pay less for a year of volts than you'd pay for a nice pair of pants. But it means the difference between me continuing this work and me getting ugh, a real job. And that is my annual fundraising plea. If all goes well, I won't bother you about it again until Volts turns three. However, if you're willing to stick around for a bit, I'd like to take a quick look at the past year. It has been a doozy. The biggest change of the year for me personally was, as I explained in a note to subscribers earlier in the year, pain in my elbows, wrists, and hands that has made typing for more than a minute or two impossible, or at least distractingly painful. Consequently, I shifted my work almost entirely over to podcasts. I wasn't sure how that would go. I never aspired to be a podcaster, and I felt wildly unprepared. But to my surprise, it has been a delight. I've had dozens of fantastic conversations and gotten tons of great feedback from listeners. It has been extremely gratifying to discover how much people get out of these pods. Unfortunately, despite efforts too numerous to mention here, the pain in my arms persists. So for now, the podcast will remain my primary work. My goal continues to be to return to at least some writing, which I miss dearly, and have a more balanced newsletter offering. Also unfortunate was this summer, which featured near-simultaneous diagnoses of cancer and COVID. I did another post and pod about all that. For the record, I got over COVID, and my cancerous kidney was removed successfully. As best as anyone can tell, I am free of both maladies. Knock on wood. On a brighter note, a couple of the last posts I was able to write were about testing an electric car and eventually, finally, buying one, a used Chevy Bolt. For the record, I love it. Politically, the year began in deep uncertainty about whether the Democrats' big Build Back Better bill would pass. That uncertainty would drag on interminably throughout the first half of the year as our Lord and Savior Joe Manchin vacillated and flip-flopped and hacked things out of the bill, and so on. Only to resolve, somewhat miraculously, in the passage of a climate bill in August. 
the Inflation Reduction Act, about which I ended up doing five pods. It got real wonky. I covered a lot more than politics, though. On buildings and appliances, I talked with Panama Bartholomew about decarbonizing buildings, Rob Harmon about how to scale up energy efficiency, Andy Frank about how to sell whole home retrofits, and Sam Kalish and Wyatt Merrill about induction stoves with batteries built in and why they matter. On clean energy, I talked with Rebecca Dell about decarbonizing heavy industry, Audrey Schulman and Zainem Mugavi about how to replace natural gas with renewable heat, Wilson Ricks about the extraordinary potential value of enhanced geothermal power, and Doyne Farmer about how learning curves will lead to extremely cheap clean energy. On cities, one of my newer and more consuming passions, I talked to Kimberly Nicholas about the best way to get cars out of cities, Charles Marone about unsustainable suburbs, Warren Logan about how to get urban improvements done quickly, and Melissa and Chris Bruntlett about the many social and psychological benefits of low-car cities. Sometimes I strayed beyond energy. I talked to director Adam McKay about the challenges of making movies about climate change. Sociologist Elizabeth Pop Berman about the economic style of thinking that has consumed U.S. policy. MSNBC host Chris Hayes about how his politics have changed since 2015. Psychologist John Jost about why social change is so excruciatingly difficult. And musician Corey Brannon about life as a traveling troubadour in the 21st century. It seems like a lot when you put it all in one place. Anyway, that's enough about 2022. I've got all kinds of stuff I want to get into in 2023. I want to continue digging into how to reduce the use of cars and their baleful influence on U.S. land use and greenhouse gas emissions. I want to get into permitting issues and rural resistance to wind and solar projects. Watch for something coming on that soon. I've got various ideas about thermal storage bubbling around in my head. I want to investigate hydrogen electrolyzers and hydrogen fuel cells, battery-enabled appliances, and consumer-side energy management software, and smart electric vehicle charging. I want to track the implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act and keep up with the progress of enhanced geothermal and watch to see if recent legislation sparks the building of any new long-distance high-voltage transmission lines. I want to examine climate and energy modeling and the ways we make decisions amidst uncertainty and the social and psychological influences on our collective behavior. I've got tons to keep me busy, tons that I think will be useful to people navigating the climate fight. I hope those of you who are able will support me in continuing this work. Finally, before I let you go, I want to conclude by extending my heartfelt thanks to all my subscribers. Those who pay, yes, but also those who don't or can't. You are all a gift that I do not take for granted. I am deeply conscious of the extraordinary privilege I enjoy in being able to do this work, and I am endlessly grateful to you for making it possible. I'll be back in a few days with more energy and politics. Here's to a happy, low-carbon 2023.
2023.